Welcome, welcome, welcome to this week's episode of the My Type of Type 1 podcast. I'm your host, Stone, and as we wrap up this first season, I thought I would use this last episode to talk about my CGM. It's been quite the learning experience for me and has become such a regular part of my life now. I'm just glad to have access to this technology to help me manage my diabetes. So I hope you enjoy this episode. So my journey to getting a sensor, I would say it started around 2011. At the time, I had an APRN for my endocrinologist. Like I said before, the APRNs that I have had were all amazing. So she was worrying about my numbers, my blood sugar numbers, because overnight I would have multiple low sugars and multiple high sugars. So to preface this at the time, I was working overnight at a retail store. So a normal night for me, I'd clock in around 10 and work until 3, 10 p.m., work until 3 a.m., and I would have a break around 1.15. Now, should I have worked longer, then instead of getting off at 3 a.m., I'd get off at 5 a.m., and I would have a break at 1.15, and then lunch at 3 a.m. And then on the not-so-rare occasions, I'd work until like 8 o'clock in the morning, still all coming in at 10. But those 10 to 5 hours or those 10 to 8s, they really wouldn't happen until like the fourth quarter of the year, which was basically... Around mid-September until December. That's when things really picked up. There was so much more of a demand for products and all the prep for the holidays and stuff like that. So things really picked up. We really got a lot more products in the store. So with that, they honestly didn't have enough people working there, which is why most times the nights turned really heavily into coming out of work at 8 o'clock in the morning. They had like three people in my one section. That wasn't enough. Anyways. My endocrinologist, she wanted to see what was going on. So, being me, I wasn't necessarily taking uh, testing my blood sugar as much as I should have been. Don't get me wrong, I was still testing. But it was like, you know, here and there, especially around those hours. So, she was like, well, I need you to test some more. So, she had me test some more for a couple of weeks and had me come back so she can look at the data to see what was going on. And we did that. And then... After getting the data back, she really still wasn't satisfied with what she was seeing, especially with me telling her that I'm being active at work. And she's like, well, you know, your sugar shouldn't be doing that. So she said, there's this new device that came out that, and as she explained it to me, you're talking about back in 2011, it would essentially test my blood sugar like 300 times a day. I'm like, what? That doesn't even make any sense. At the time, it was to be worn for like 72 hours or so. And I remember that she had to like wrap it in this, I don't know, like medical tape or whatever, because you couldn't get it wet. And so instead of telling your patients, hey, don't shower for the next three days, we just wrapped it really well in that medical tape. And it was just like, just try not to get it wet, which was weird but okay i was down for that oh and then there was also another device i forgot what it was to be honest but i would have to keep that 
close to me because essentially I was wearing the other device, but I'd have to keep it close to me at all times because it was recording the readings that it was give out. I just remember it being called a sensor, not really much else, but looking back into it, I think what that was, I think it was the Dexcom STS continuous glucose monitoring system. Obviously I looked that up. I didn't know that, but I'm, I'm guessing that's the version of it that it was. So I remember having them put it on me on a Monday and I think just with the way my schedule went, I couldn't get back to them until like a Friday to have it taken off, which honestly, I think I had worked that Thursday night and I had got off at like eight o'clock in the morning again. And I just went straight to the doctors and I was just like, yeah, come take this thing off of me, please. So anyway, so this had helped to just see that I was taking my long acting medicine at 10 before I went into work or around 10. So what she was saying was that by the time it was actively going through my system, I was also doing this vigorous activity at work. So that's when she suggested that I take the long lasting insulin before bed. Also, she told me that I still needed to work on being better at pre-bolsing for my snacks and meals, which I knew. But yeah, so changing the time that I took my long-lasting insulin, it honestly, it helped stop those drastic lows that I would get at 1 a.m. Because you're thinking that medicine's starting to really work. I probably just finished eating dinner. I still have fast acting working in my body. And then I'm just doing all this vigorous activity. I would help unload the truck. And most days I didn't physically unload it. I would just scan the items that came off of the truck or I would take the boxes off the line and put them on a pallet, which I mean, it was work, but it wasn't like heavy work. But then some days I actually physically unloaded the truck, which you had to be fast at that. And, you know, that was honestly all where all that work came from. So, you know, I was doing a lot. So that was like my first introduction to a sensor. Fast forward about six years. So that brings us to 2017. And the APRN that I then had loved this APRN um, because she was also working with the pump and she was pump certified and she was just so in tune with just the latest technology and what was going on and everything like that. And so, like I said in my last podcast, when I was talking about the pump, she gave me the information and she was the one that was telling me that the sensor would be integrated with the pump and both of them would work together because there's this new update that they had. And like I said, I wasn't crazy about the idea. And that was mainly because of the, the insulin pump. But I did tell her that I was like, yeah, I, I think I've worn one of these sensors before. So, you know, I kind of told her the story that I just told you guys. I had it for three days, couldn't get it wet. And she remembered those. And so she's like, that's when she started telling me. She's like, well, these, they wear them for seven days or 10 days. I think it was still the 10 days. But she was like, you know, you wear them longer. You can get them wet. It's connected by Bluetooth, all this other stuff. So she's like, if you want, I can check with the insurance and see if we can have you try one, you know, do a little trial for, you know, the week or the 10 days or whatever. And it was covered. So I said, why not? So they let me try it out for a week. And I loved it. I love just knowing what my sugars 
work all the time. It was really amazing. So after kind of having that for that week and then reading the information that was going to go along with, you know, what it had to do with pump and how they would, you know, work with each other to help with my insulin delivery. That's when I was kind of like, yeah, you know what? I I do want to do this. And so when I started, I first had the Dexcom G5 sensor, but I didn't have the 5 for too long because no sooner after I started with the 5, they came out with the 6. So I've been on the 6 for now, and at this point, they've come out with the 7. I haven't gotten my hands on the 7 yet, and I'm going to probably have to do a podcast about the 7. Look out for that one too. With that being said, I haven't really explained what the sensor does, really, in a sense. So, the sensor. It is almost like the size of your thumb. Well, at least the, the G6 that I have. The G7 is a lot smaller. It's thin. It has a small metal... Metal? Yeah. Like a small metal wire at the end of it that sits underneath your skin. There's an applicator to help you put it in. So the applicator puts it into the spot of your body. It has that same sticking material kind of pad to help it stick to your skin. And you wear it for 10 days. It has a two-hour warm-up time. So basically, after you insert it, it takes two hours before it'll start giving you readings. What it does is it reads the sugar that's in your body. And not only does it measure the sugar in your body so you know what your blood sugar is, it can also tell you where your sugar is headed. So that means that my sugar could be steady. It could just be you know, just a steady number, even if it goes up or down a couple points, it's very steady. It's not moving anywhere fast. Then it'll tell you if it's going up kind of fast, which is like a arrow that's slightly up. It'll tell you if it's going fast, which is a straight arrow up. And then if your sugar is just going up like super fast, it'll be two arrows up. And then the same in reverse if it's going low. A slight arrow going down, one arrow going down, and two arrows going down. So that gives you an idea of where your blood sugar is headed, which is great because before when we just had the blood sugar meters, it just tells you what your sugar is at that time. So if your sugar is 150, if you've tested it with a meter, you could be thinking, you know, great, my sugar is 150 and go on about your day. But where's it headed? Like, what is it doing? With the sensor, you can see it's 150 and it's steady. You can see it's 150 and it's dropping fast or it's 150 and it's going up fast. You can really see, and it helps deal better with management. You can see if, oh shoot, should I take more insulin? Should I grab a snack? Cause I'm going to need it. It it really helps knowing. And so knowing what your sugar is and then being able to see what direction is headed, it's helped me understand myself and my diabetes because now I can see how different foods affect me. I know that if I have Chinese food, then a couple hours after I eat, my sugar is going to start going up. Same thing with most fast food. After I eat it, probably about two hours or so after, my sugar is usually going to start going up. And why? That's because my body's now processing the fat. So your body doesn't process the fat as fast as it does the carbs. So my body processes it usually about two hours after I've eaten. So I know that if my sugar is going up, it's probably because either I didn't take enough insulin or I took enough for the food and the cars, but now I need to take a little bit more for the fat that it's uh, breaking down. But I can see that 
I can see where it's going and if it's doing that. And that's great because back in the day, I remember being told if I'm going to eat out, take five extra units and that'll help combat the fat digestion later, which now I can know when to take those five extra units later, or it doesn't have to be five units now. Now I can see how much more I need to take. But even with the pump, I can tell my pump to deliver me X amount of units over a two hour period. And that can help with that, um, like the fat digestion. But yes, the things like that. I know that sushi, sushi doesn't really have that many carbs in it. So if I'm going to eat sushi, I don't really need to take my insulin right away because it's, it's not going to do anything to me. I'm going to take the insulin right away and my sugar is probably going to go down because there's no real carbs in there. But it's the protein and the fat that's in it. That's what's going to get me. And again, with my body, that protein and fat gets digested later. So if I do eat sushi, I now know, take my insulin a little bit after I've eaten because that's when my sugar is going to be affected by it. So it really helps in that management sense of knowing when to take your insulin by how much. So I know, okay, do I really need to be all that great at pre-bolusing all my meals? No, because if I'm having sushi, if I pre-bolus, I'm going to go down. But if I'm going to have Chinese or something else, I need to pre-bolus at least 30 to 45 minutes beforehand in order for me not to have a huge spike in my sugar. But I know that now with the help of the CGM. I also can see how quickly the insulin starts working in my body, which usually within about 15 to 30, uh, I'd say maybe 20 to 30 minutes, my insulin starts working in my body. That's also great to know. And then along with that, it has alarm set with it. So you can set it so that if your sugar is going to go too high, you can have it go off and say, hey, your sugar's going up above the mark you set. Same thing if your sugar's going low. If your sugar's going low, you can set it to say, hey, your sugar's going low. I have mine set to, if my sugar's going to go above 210, to alarm, let me know my sugar's going up. I also have it set in the reverse at 80. I have it set like that because 80 for me is not really too low. However, I don't want it to tell me when I'm low. I want it to warn me before I'm low so that I can still have time to take care of it. So if it goes off and it's 80, I know I need to get a snack. I need to get something to drink pretty soon because it's starting to drop. And then in reverse, if it's going up to 210, okay, then I need to take some more insulin to get this down. So having those alarms are great. And then especially when you're asleep there, I mean, well, I don't usually always hear them when I'm asleep. Sometimes I do. Most times my wife does. But when we're asleep, when I'm asleep, now I know what's going on. I haven't had that many in the past couple days, but I mean, literally last night, my sugar was high. But I was going to say with the sensor, you can set those numbers where you want for those thresholds of high and low. So like at night, I have the change a little bit different than in the daytime. So in the daytime, I have it set for 80 for low and 210 for high. But at night, I shorten those ranges. So at night, I have it set for 190 for high because I don't want it to be high when I'm sleeping. And if I can catch it at 190, then hopefully I won't be going over that 210. And then at night, I have my low set for 90 because again, I'm sleeping. So why have it warned me when I'm already low and I'm sleeping? That's going to make it so much harder to get up. I have it set before I get low. So that way at night, if it's going off because I'm low, hopefully it's still within the 90s or 80s. And then I can treat it from there 
and go back to bed? Who wants to get up and be interrupted from their sleep? Nobody. I'd rather be interrupted with that than, you know, waking up in an ambulance again. So I have it set lower or higher for the lows and the highs. I have my high set lower and my low set higher so that I can catch it beforehand. Like I said, I'm sleeping. So I want it to start warning me beforehand. So if I don't hear that first alarm, hopefully I hear the second, the third, or the fourth, or maybe I don't hear it and my wife hears it. She's like, hey, you got to go get something to drink. Or hey, wake up. Your alarm's been going off for 10 minutes. And she has it on her phone too. So we've got a lot of alarms going off here. There's a follow app. So she has it on her phone. And so she can see my numbers as well. There's been times in you know the middle of the day, sometimes I get busy at work and you know sometimes you 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 don't really have that chance to catch it when you when you can to bring it back up or sometimes it's just a fast dropping sugar and it catches you off guard but if i'm getting you know in the 50s or 55 60 she's gonna call me she's gonna say hey your sugar's dropping are you okay what's going on do you have something and it's like oh shoot you know what I got busy again. I forgot. Like, I'm going literally on the phone with you right now. I'm going to go get it. Or, yep, I've already drinking the Coke and I'm all set. And so, you know, at night when we're sleeping, we got both of our phones going off. Plus, my pump is going off. You got three things going off at once saying that I'm either high or I'm low. So you got three devices going off. Somebody's going to wake up for something. My child might wake up and come into the room. I'm just kidding. She's just learning to walk. She's not coming in here yet. But who knows? There may come that day where she's the one to get up and say, hey, guys, all y'all alarms are going off. There's something wrong with that. Get it together. I want to go back to sleep because if she's like me, she wants to go back to sleep because I know I do. But it's helpful. It's annoying, <laughs> but it's helpful. It's it's there to help save lives. Like, yes, it's annoying to have to be beeping all the time when you're, you know, in a quiet space or you're at work, but I'd rather be a little annoyed than be dead. So, yeah. And I mean, you can shut the alarm off, too. So if it's going off, it's not like an alarm when you wake up. It's more of a notification. So it's just like a phone notification. So two beeps is high. Three beeps is low. Four beeps is really low. So four beeps is usually if it's going to be under 55. That's when it will beep four times. And if it beeps six times then that means it's just dropping really, 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 really fast. Like on my phone, if it's going to be, what does the message say? If your sugar is going to drop under 65 within like a 20 minute time span, which is very quickly, it's going to be six times. And then, you know, if it's already under 55, then the pump's going to be beeping four times. And then my wife's phone is going to be beeping. And then my phone's going to be beeping. But I'd rather that. And then, you know, Every time I'm beeping at work, they know now. They know it's my pump and my sensors. So and they're like, okay, something's wrong. What's going on? That thing doesn't beep for no reason. And I'm like, yeah, either my sugar's high, just ate, or it's low, it's dropping. I got to go get something. But yeah, it's a technology that I'm so thankful and glad to have access to. It's helped so much in controlling and managing my diabetes. It's sometimes it's like a game. It's like, how long can I stay in range that I have set for my sugars? I've hit 100% like a 24-hour day. I've hit it a couple times, not many times. But I mean, my average is almost 80%. Like I'm in within a good range on my sugars, almost about 75 to 80% of the time. And that's great. I'd like to get it higher. But the sensor is what helps with all of this. I'm so glad to have it. I can't wait to upgrade. 
sneak peek, I've heard that the G7 from Dexcom, it has a 30-minute warm-up window. I can't wait for that. Waiting those two hours, it's just so long. It's just, you know, you deal with it. But a two-hour warm-up window? Oof. 30 minutes? I can't wait for that one. But yeah, I love having my sense. Very seldom have I had to go without it. There's been, I think, once or twice where I either, you know, knocked it off on a door jam or it just, the tape wouldn't stick and it just came off and I didn't have another sensor yet, which the company is good because if anything happens, they will, like, overnight you like an emergency sensor, I think, which is great. I've gone, I mean, maybe at most once without it for maybe a week or a couple days maybe a week just because i was waiting for a shipment to come in that was a little rough week we were kind of all on edge because we you know so used to knowing what it is all the time just go back to basics test your sugar be fine but yeah i don't have to do the finger perks anymore my uh my fingertips my fingerprints on my fingertips have returned because i'm not poking myself all the time but yeah it's great i love my sensor it's great and it's one of the best advances that they've made so far that i think and i just wish everybody could have one you know it really helps i hope you enjoyed this first season of the my type of type one podcast please remember that nothing i say should be taken as medical advice but simply what has benefited me if you do think you should change something always talk to your doctor first Please make sure that you hit the follow button to hit the bell to turn on your notifications, hit the plus sign on your podcast player. And in the meantime, if you can leave a rating or a review, if your podcast player allows it, I would really appreciate that. Also, make sure you're following me on all of the social media accounts. The podcast can be followed on Facebook at my type of type one on Twitter at my type of type one and also on Instagram at my type of type one. If you want to follow me personally on Instagram, you can do so at stone underscore T1D underscore dad. Also, check out my website, mytypeoftype1podcast.com. Look for news on when season two will be coming. I will put that information on my website. Thank you so much to everyone for all of the downloads, listens, follows, reposts, comments, anything that I've received so far. And I will see you guys soon.